Spurs have their new coach, and it is Ange Postacoglu. All right across, deflected in, and Salah scores! And Madison can drive, and Son is in! Welcome to the Oso Spurs podcast, where we are celebrating as we have made it through into the fourth round of the FA Cup. And I don't think we've done a pod since our last victory, have we? Yes, we have. So we're off two wins on the bounce, and we've also just about to sign Timo Werner. So today we'll be discussing where he fits in, why Ange sees him as an appealing option despite the criticism some people have had of him and his flaws as a player. Um, and also Dragusin, uh, a player for, uh, for Genoa who's a centre-back, a bit more about him, his playing style, how he'd fit in. And there's also another centre-back we're being linked with as a potential backup and, and where that fits into conversation. Today with us to discuss this all is Sai. How are you, mate? In your retro Spurs top, looking good? Hey, good, mate. Thanks. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year to you, Sai. we got Stu back in Dubai. How are you, mate? All good. Happy to be back on after a, a month away. It was great to see you at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium over the Christmas break. Yeah, Glad to see you back this safely. Amazing to meet you all, boys. It was very good. And Johnny, how are you, mate? Over in Dublin? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Um, yeah, all looking forward to being educated by you, because I'll be honest. Yeah, I'm not an expert <laughs> on any of the stuff you've just... <laughs> I didn't even, watch the, didn't even watch the whole Burnley game, because uh, it was somebody's birthday in my family. So, But it, um, it doesn't look like I missed too much, but... Uh, good to see you all. Good to have four of us here instead of three or two. So yeah, pick, picking up from these slackers that were uh, dodging, dodging no, the pods <laughs> the last few weeks. You keep keeping well yourself, Jim. I'm keeping well indeed. Yes. When spares yes. are flying, I'm flying. I was, I was saying this morning in the WhatsApp group, everyone like how football is such a curse that I'm sat, I'm lying in bed Sunday morning, the day of rest, with my beautiful wife and son next to me with a cup of tea, and all I'm thinking of is, but if Van der Ven's out, and if Davies isn't ready either, who is going to play left centre-back for Spurs when we play Man United? Maybe that's a discussion for later on in the pod. But um, let's start with the Burnley game, shall we? It was kind of received with mixed mixed feedback from the fan group that we won. Sai, what did you make of the, the game overall? It felt like a bit of a nothing game. It was... Uh, looking at the... the pre-game commentary with uh, Wrighty and, and the such like they it, it was a goal fest they're both going to go at it oh it's the total opposite end of the scale wasn't it it was a t- it was a bit of a tough watch um I don't think we looked in any particular trouble at any point until maybe the final kick of the game where it should have been equalized uh, mm. and they should have took us back to turf more for the replay potentially but I don't think that there was any time in that game where I thought we were we were in danger of losing it. We looked a little bit lacking of ideas in the final third, and I think that Andrew said that a number of times over the last few weeks, that there's so much more improvement that there needs to be in that final third. And that brings us maybe on to Werner a little bit later. We'll, we'll, we'll have that discussion. Um, but we did. We looked like we didn't know what to do when we got around the box again. We were trying to get to the byline. They knew we were. They were doubling up on Johnson quite a lot. Um, and, you know, what a wonderful goal from Porro. Um, and, yeah, what a what a great player he's turning into for us. Um, and it, just the, the energy and the delight on his face when he scored and in the interviews after the game. I mean, you're just loving the guy more and more every time. Yeah. Um, so it was, and as Anne said afterwards, Listen, the cup games 
are the ones where you've just got to get through. You've got to get through. It wasn't an easy game. They didn't make it an easy game for us. They they played a, a sort of alien football for them, really. They sat back quite deep and they defended quite tightly around the box and uh, tried to hit us on the break. And they did that quite badly. Um, and that led to us, I don't know what the final stats were, but at some point in the first half, I think we'd had 72% possession. And, uh, you know, and with teams sitting that deep, it's always difficult to break them down. So I think it was one of them. We just we probably deserved the win, but they feel that like they probably deserved the draw out of it. With uh, I think they had two chances throughout the whole game, or two big chances according to Opta that they missed. Um, yeah, so uh, it could have been could have been uh, could have been a draw, but you know we snuck through. We're through the next round. Jobs jobs done really. Yeah, Burnley did set up really well. To be fair to them, considering they rested five or six players, I thought company. I was really, really sceptical of even the idea of him managing Spurs. And actually, like I think Stu's mentioned it before a few times this season, where it's like, yeah, but you've got to kind of like look at what his tools are at disposal is basically what he's insinuating, even though they're, you know, looking like they might go back down again. I thought they, he tactically did really, really well at yeah, managing to play some decent looking football as well. He, he looks like he's a manager who's going to have a, strong career in the Premier League um, in the future. But um, Stu, what do you make of your, uh, you've got family members who live in Burnley and support Burnley. So what's the kind of views from your side with your Tottenham hat on? And did they give any feedback as Burnley Uh, fans of how they felt the game went? Surprisingly enough, uh, I've not heard a single word from anyone, including my dad. (laughs) And they've all gone very quiet. Um, I, I think we, we probably played them at, at a bad time because they've actually, um, results-wise, perhaps it hasn't shown, but they've actually been playing a lot better the last month or so. Um, and they've probably deserved to get a lot more out of the, the game that they've played in the last month, points-wise. Um, I, I think, you know, he, he set them up well. I think he's he sacrificed his total football a little bit more uh, and become a little bit more solid. Um, and, and that's what we struggled with. And I also think they benefited from the fact that our squad is absolutely knackered. Um, mm. We don't have the possibility to rotate players. And, you know, some of them were just, you could see, they were, they were running out of, out of energy. The, the one I was disappointed in was, was Kulu because he had the, the day off, you know, the, the match before. Um, and I was expecting him to be a little bit more on the ball. And I thought he was a little bit um, below par. But also, you know, Sai, you were saying you're never really worried, and, and I would agree they didn't do much. I think shot-wise, they had about, I think it was 16 to 10 in our favor, but I think only one of theirs was on target. But they should have scored in the first half. Um, yeah, that, yeah, agreed. If that forward first touch wasn't that bad, um, and even yeah. then I think he should have got it on target. Um, so I think we were, we were quite lucky there. And that last-minute one, I mean, that last second almost, I, I was, you know... Heart and mouth, um, just thinking the last thing we need is to go up north and have a replay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, fortunately, you know, we got through and, you know, at the end of the day, that's all you need. It's a cup. It's, you know, we're in the next, uh, we're in the hat for the next round and move on and hopefully we have a couple more, uh, you know, faces, new faces in the squad and, and old faces back fit. Great. Johnny, do you agree with Stu and Sai or is there anything you disagree with there? Uh, no, I certainly don't disagree with anything. I, th- I think there are, um, there are a couple of things that, that they didn't mention because I, I certainly wouldn't be able to add anything really in terms of the game. It was it was dull. I, I, I missed the first 20 minutes and I believe that was the most entertaining part of the game, which t- t- tends to be the way with Spurs these days. Um, 
Well, I guess um, a couple of things of note with Ryan Sessegnon's return. I don't know how we feel about that, which is it's been it's been a long, long time since he's been on the pitch. And obviously, Dane Scarlett's come back in from Mipswich on loan and made a about ten minute cameo or something. Looks all right actually. He had a couple of uh, shots, kind of. Um, he had one that I don't think took, took a deflection and got a corner. I don't know what was happening, whether it was on target or not. Um, for me, I, the other player that was just really we, we've had this conversation with Richarlison before he kind of started finding his feet and scoring goals again, but. The, the kind of Brian Heal debate, I think, is really starting to crank up. And, and I'm yeah. I'm very much kind of in the, um, as I was with Richie, I really wanted to Richarlison to, to come good, and especially with the outlay that we had. But when you think of Brian Heal cost, whatever it was, about 25 mil plus Lamella, something and then around that. Yeah. And I think what we've got in return is so far off what that kind of outlay really uh, meant and, and means for Spurs. Like, I, I, I love those kinds of players think we want to have the kind of the moderate sort of the skillful whether they're uh, you know obviously not very bulked up or not that's kind of the the classic conversation around them and you just watch them running around it's like a, a kid yeah. in, in a school match they're just they're, they've got a lot of talent with the ball at the feet they they you know the ball sticks to their feet and everything he's but it's like he's going, going around and he doesn't know where he's going or he's got like he's trying to maintain balance and uh, hold players off it's just not happening for him and i'm re- i'm really starting to question personally does he have any kind of a, a future at spurs i know there were some people yeah. in the group yesterday saying well you know he, p- making comparisons to other players i i'm not really sure were valid comparisons uh, i certainly think yeah bale took a long time uh, to get to the level he reached but he was never really physically in the same kind of i, I know he was he was quite skinny but he was still, still all, you know broad and tall and everything and he'll i just i'd love it to work but i just don't see it happening and i think yes i think the game the other day he he got most of the second half and to me he looked like he was just again not fit fit for that sort of a physical um matchup that the english football really is demanding of a player so i suppose that that's the sort of other takeaway the main thing is we're in the hat obviously for the fourth round we can watch the Arsenal Liverpool game later on today and enjoy whichever one of them loses. Obviously, kind of by default, you want the goons to go out, but um, in some ways, I'd prefer Liverpool to go out because I think Arsenal mm. more likely to lose to somebody else. I think Liverpool are more, are more team I would fear more <laughs> further down the line. Um, so I, and the the last last interjection, which I'm, I'm taking a risk to sharing on, and I probably really shouldn't say this, but I've started now. So, <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. So you on, can Sam. all blame me. You can all blame me when we go out in the fourth round and we we, we draw Man City. Well, actually, we're all right against Man City, aren't we? But um, I was looking, I was speculating about the final, and I was thinking, and, and this is really stupid. But it's the 25th of May. I was googling away as you do. And I was looking at the price of flights from Dublin to London, and they're really expensive already. <laughs> and I was thinking, okay, what do I do? Do I wait until April and I wait till we've won the semi final before I book the flights? Or do I say, okay, I'll have a weekend in London if it goes. <laughs> There's only only like 32 teams left in the tournament in the fourth round. So well, that's that, you know, then. Yeah. That's where... Johnny. <laughs> so Cheers, John. uh, I won't tell you whether I booked a flight or anything, but <laughs> they're only I mean, going to go more expensive. Johnny, I'm not gonna... <laughs> Every single season, every yeah. single season, when I'm booking the family holiday, yeah. I never book on Good the man. final two or three games of the Premier League season because I'm picturing oh. what if we were to win the league 
Absolutely. of one of those three games. The FA Cup finals date, and also when we're in Europe, the European finals date. Never. And I, I just, I know it's silly, but if this year in particular, it doesn't actually feel that silly. No. To really. think, it's to, I, I don't think anyone is that good in the Premier Everyone's yeah. got problems this year where yeah. we should at all think, why aren't we one of the top three teams so. to win the FA Cup or the Premier League? Might not be the favourite, but we've got over 10% chance. And to me, that's yeah. not worth risking missing. I, I genuinely picture like what the high road will be like with a with the parade. And oh. I've been through every segment. I've been through, what if Arsenal win the Prem and we win the FA Cup? Can we still enjoy that bus parade? What if we win the Prem and they win the FA Cup? Does it just take away all the joy of their FA Cup? What if we do the double? Like I, I've been through everything in my head. How am I going to get on the pitch being on the upper tier of the South Stand when we score the winning goal against Arsenal in April to win the league with three games to go? How am I going to get on the pitch in time before the fucking stewards block me? Been through it all because we are winning the league and we are doing the double this year. So, um, Jim, you've just yeah. screwed me up. I'm going to have to go back and see return flights because I forgot about the parade. I'm just to make to... sure. <laughs> going to have to book that... a couple of days later. Exactly. Damn it. And it's typically 24 hours after the, yeah. the, the, the fixture, oh, so I've, I've looked that up as well. I need to come so. home on Monday, yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah, it'll be the Sunday. Yeah. 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 Work. yeah. yeah. But also, just that Arsenal game is going to be huge, isn't it? It's going to be massive, man. The one, even if we're like, even if things go south for us, which they won't, but they could. But we could we fuck could, them up. We could ruin it for them. Oh, we and could that, absolutely do that to them. Yeah, we could ruin it for them. And it would be brilliant. Or we win the title beating them and then beat them in the cup final as well for the double. Can you imagine? My cortisol levels, though, would just be like going through that as a season. Oh, my God. But it's possible. It's not just possible. It's kind of (laughs) almost likely. (laughs) Definite. It's like we've got a time traveller here in Stu. Where's he from? But, but Johnny, talking, I think we should get back on topic to Brian Hill a second. Go yeah. your face. But, Hill's a bit of a mosquito, isn't he? Well, He's annoying, but largely ineffective. Because, way, yeah, God, so the, the, the way I look at it is Johnson on the left, I don't think is particularly very good. And yet... No. And yet, Gilles is still behind Johnson, and that's his position. The way I see it is Ange really doesn't want to play him, and that's enough for me. Yeah. Same with Hoiberg. He's just... I think it was like, you know, there's been some backwards and forwards in the in the WhatsApp group today, um, and I think... I can't remember who made the point, but it's really valid around... If you're going to be that slight, you have to be ultra skillful. You have to have a different level to your game. And Hill hasn't got that. He's got some skill about him. He's got some pace about him. But he hasn't got the Modric skill. He hasn't got that 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 next level skill yeah. that those small, mm. slight players have to have in order to get away with their fragility. And mm. he just hasn't got it. And you saw him, um, you know, bouncing off the Burnley defenders when he was trying to get the ball back. It's it's just unfortunate that he's got. Enough skill to be a good footballer, but not enough skill to take him past that lightweight mm. status, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, but as as both of our missus always tell us, Sai, size doesn't always matter. And but Luka you've got Mod- to you've got to have the skill to use it though. Yeah. <laughs> but Luca Modric proved that size doesn't always matter. No, but he as was Johnny a touched on earlier. But he was 
Yeah, he was. He, 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 I dig down this rabbit hole no. too much of calling no. him a two-inch power driver and everything else. But anyway, um, gone way off the topic. But no, the, the, like to, to rule him out because of his his uh, like physicality is probably really harsh. But he just doesn't have much pace either, really, to make up for it, or the, enough technique to make up yeah, yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. So he's got to have something else other than the physicality mm. that sets him apart, and he doesn't really. He's sort of like he's in that level of, of elite players that can play in, in a an elite side, but he hasn't got that extra bit that takes him above that, so that he can survive, especially in the Premier League. You stick him in, stick him back in uh, in in Spain, and he'll do mm, he'll do much yeah. better in Spain than yeah, he does yeah. here because of the physicality of our game. Mm. And, the t- and the time they have in the ball there as well like in England you just don't have any time at all to, to make decisions and I think of like the likes of David Silva in the past it was an incredible player and Bernardo Silva as well you know diminutive players who they they they, may, they have another level of skill but also like the decision yeah. making I think like with Brian Heal just he doesn't seem to be as decisive like the the the, the passing that those Boys that I mentioned, the city players had, like they they just see things and they would have conviction about it. It's like he is nowhere near that. I'm afraid. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, he's obviously done a really good job when he's been with. uh, Was it Valencia? Yeah, yeah. uh, or was it Valencia? Sevilla, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He did okay, but particularly on the second spell, he didn't. He didn't set the world light, did he? No, Um, no. To be fair, you can't fault his attitude. He gives it absolutely. Yeah. He just, I don't, just don't think he's got the physicality yeah, to, yeah. to make it. Just yeah. one thing on Johnson, and I know you said still on the left, he doesn't look as good on the left as he does on the right, and 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 I get that. But I just wanted to point out there were a couple of times uh, in in the game against Burnley where there was a ball that came sort of like over his right hand shoulder. Mm. And he just took it in yeah. his stride on his right foot without even break, didn't even think about it. And if you've got that level of skill and that level of pace, he's only going to grow into the game. And if we can get him on the right, yeah. cutting into, you know, get, I, I think getting to the byline on that right hand side, playing those balls in over his shoulder with that level of skill, my God. It was like that goal he scored that was slightly offside, yeah. wasn't it? The, yeah. first, the first time, the way that he brought it down and then lashed it into the back of the net with his right foot. There's something there, mate, I tell you. And if we have him on the right and Werner on the left, I think you might have something there because that then frees up Kulo and Lo Celso to rotate around that number 10 role until Madison's back. I think there's something there, you know. <laughs> Great. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the fact we signed Ver- we're about to sign Werner is just writing on the rule for Hill, isn't it? It's just saying yeah. you're yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I still think you get 10 million quid, 10, 15 million quid for Hill and he'd go off and have a reasonable career in Syria or... Oh, definitely. Good or, career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or in um, the Erdoganese or any well, any other top five league, no. I think he'd do fine. He's, he's not that bad. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. But when he leaves <laughs> us, he is guaranteed to win silverware, apparently. <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that brings me on to the other thing. There's a funny thing that if Eric Dyer has played enough games because now it's five games to technically, he would win the Premier League and Bundesliga. He went to Bayern Munich and we won the Premier League this year, which is... Or, oh, or, has that ever happened or, before? Or he will win the Premier League only because Bayern are going to get picked <laughs> by Leverkusen. Wouldn't that be hilarious <laughs> that he is in the Bayern Munich dressing room holding up a Premier League medal yeah. in front of Harry Kane? Exactly. That would be brilliant. That yeah. would just be magical, him walking around in his sliders with his Premier League medal on. And Kane's got nothing. Just move on. Look at that. Look at that. Excellent. <laughs> oh, it would be very good. 
we we had I put a thing out for questions during the recording of this part, but we had a couple coming quite early and fast. So should we, should right. we just go for them as well? Yep. Just give. Go on, uh, I, I like Gav P. He uh, asked us after winning two out of two so far in Jan. How do we avoid the mini break disrupting our momentum? Is the is is the break bad for us? Do you think, guys? No, no. I think no. it benefits us more than yeah. any yeah. other club in the league, except for Newcastle. maybe Man United, who it equally and benefits. And Newcastle, maybe and yeah, Newcastle, yeah. Yeah. No, I think I don't think it does because if you think about it, we've you know. We we've got Man United and then we've got the have we got the following weekend off? Is that that's yeah. the way it works? Is it? When yeah. is the fourth round? It's the weekend after uh, that because I think the league game against Brentford is a is a midweek at the very end of the month. Okay. So I think whenever yeah. in in three weeks from now is the uh, FA Cup next round. Yeah, I think any time that we have where we can nurse these players back to some level of fitness and he's still in, and he has time with them on the training ground, I think is beneficial. Um, so no, I don't think I don't think it will halt the momentum. If you can have a momentum after two wins, I'm not sure, but um, I, I think it's beneficial for us. It gives him time to get players back, gives them time on the training pitch, and I think you know, especially if we are going to have some new signings. I think it gives you time to get them uh, bedded in a little bit, bit more on the training pitch as well before you drop them into the to the first team. So I get the point, and I, I, I see the point he's making, um, but but not not in my book, no. No, I don't, I don't think we've had like great momentum that's getting us through games. I think we've been quite fortunate, despite yeah. all the injuries and the way Ange sets us up. Yeah. Always gives us a chance of getting through these games. And yeah, fortunately, yeah. you need a bit of luck as well when you're down on your knees with your squad. Yeah, yeah. Just a quick one. I think Wright, Ian Wright made a good point. I don't like saying that he makes a good point because there's still, you know, Guna and that. But he's saying at the moment, Spurs are looking dangerous because we're hanging in, because we've got so many problems, because we've got so many injuries and suspensions. We're hanging in. And if we can still be hanging in there when all of these suspensions are done, all of these injuries are done, and when the players come back from international duty in February, if we're still hanging in there, then we've got a real chance. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we've shown we can hang in there on our bare bones. Yeah, and mate. Yeah, in two weeks, we won't be on our bare bones. So it's it's going to be, I think it's the winter break is going to be more beneficial for us than, than the majority of other, other sides. And then we had a question from Arnie on uh, YouTube as well. Uh, looks like we'll have choices soon in midfield, up front and our defence. Who will be our starting eleven? And who will be on the bench? Like, there's two bits there because there's who will be our eleven versus Man United versus who will be on the thirty first versus Brentford. Because I feel like Van der Ven's not. He, this is where I get a bit of anxiety. Davies potentially out injured. Van der Ven might not be fit to start. Was he out for the game? Well, I mean, and said he's done something to his hammy. So yeah, but it can just be a uh, oh, that's a bit sore rest it up for a week or yeah, it can sound, be you're out for three weeks four it weeks it sounded like there was some damage to it yeah. rather than him just feeling it I think from what I because he, he, he said also, he said Lacelso felt something so they took him off as a precaution whereas Davis it sounded like there's an issue with it yeah. now it didn't sound like a big issue might be a couple of weeks but it sounded more than just he felt something and it was a precaution hmm. so yeah we we could be in a situation whereby in two week, three weeks' time, we have got 
Dragerson, Davies, Van der Ven, Romero's also looking at being back. And Roy, you've got like loads of options centre back. But for Man United, we could be in a situation where we've got a half fit Van der Ven Lads. and Emerson Royale. Lads, you're forgetting we've got Spence, Reggie, and now Sess back. We're sorted. <laughs> well, Reg- yeah, Reggie, on a serious note, can't play for us. Otherwise, we can't sell him, can we? Yeah, well, right. we can sell him. Maybe two clubs. No, you can't oh, sell him. Two clubs in the season. You can only play for two clubs in your um, in in your um, so in within UEFA. He could get oh. sold outside of UEFA, I think, but you can only play for, okay. for two clubs in your own confederation um, okay. in the yeah. one season. Which is why bringing Scarlett back means that Scarlett will will be getting game time with us because he's already played for us this season. I- I thought that was a loan thing. I didn't realise it was also for selling. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 uh, you can't play for for more than two clubs in a season. But with Werner coming in, Donnelly will likely go out on loan. I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. Prob- yeah, yeah. I can't see us sitting them both. There won't be space on the all on the bench when everyone's back, unless no, we sell Hill. To be honest, I don't think it's a bad thing because he's not really getting much game time, and I think he's kind of outgrown the under twenty ones. So it's probably good for him to go get some yeah. real men's football and. If you can mm. have a successful one like Divine as opposed to Scarlet, then you know, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Mm. He's a very big boy, isn't he? Like he's good. Mm. physically, he looks like he's a proper specimen for for that position on the pitch. Like, be very excited about him, especially mm. being Northern Irish. It's been, been nice to have. It's been a long time since it's been. Don't know. It's been anyone since Danny Blanchflair. Since oh, Paddy Pat Jennings, obviously. Slightly different end George of the pitch. Best. Yeah, he didn't play for a Tottenham, Spurs, did he? Didn't he? Oh, no, I suppose. He played for yeah. Fulham, he was in London somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but talking of other players that don't play for Spurs currently, uh, Dragerson's linked with us. I don't know if you always had time to do some research, but my understanding is he um, the, his main strengths in defence are that he's very good at turning... Um, turning and turning on a counter attack through really good direct passing when you're under pressure, which we I don't think we we've got lots of players who can play short, simple passes in tight spaces and play out the back. We don't have anyone who really plays a long direct pass like Toby Alderweireld used to do, and that seems to be one of mm. one of his strengths as a player, which I can imagine be super valuable. If you've got Werner bombing it down yeah, yeah. like road runner, and we'll get onto him in a bit. He's he's kind of. Mr. Rapid with not much end product, but you got someone hitting balls into his feet. Yeah, yeah. Um, that could be super valuable. But then he also fits the mold that he can play a simple pass, and he's quite an aggressive centre back. Does anyone else have anything to add about him? Uh, shoot, yeah, I've, I've seen him a, a few times, but um, he's, I think he's a very solid defender. Um, but obviously, Genoa play a very different style to the way we play, so it, it's hard to understand how he would fit in with Angeball, because it is completely different. Um, the only thing I can think is, as you were saying, Jim, that obviously the data analysts at the, t- at the club have done their homework. So if we are really, and it's not just his agent doing a lot of talking, if we are really after him, then then clearly there must be underlying data that, that shows that he can fit in. He, yeah, because he, is, he is one of their better defenders. I mean, he always comes through with you know being one of the best players on the pitch for them. Yeah, I looked at you know you get the show reels batted about on uh, on on you know on Facebook etc. And uh, he looks pretty quick. He looks quite agile. I think there's a physicality about his game where he might 
come unstuck a little bit in 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 our game. So it's good that he's physical and strong, but he uses that quite a lot. And I, I looked at some of the um, saving tackles that he was making, and some of those he wouldn't get away with in the Premier League at the moment. I don't think. Yeah. Um, I think he'd need to tidy that part of his game up uh, a little bit. But he looks big. He looks strong. He looks capable. But I don't think we know enough about Genoa to know how good he actually is, you know. Um, and the data people are looking at it. And if Ange is rubber stamping it, then at the moment I'm I'm inclined to uh, to go along with the boss, if I'm honest. <laughs> we have all got onto that point of, well, Ange says it's all right, so I agree with him, which is so <laughs> trusting in it. But there was a tweet going around. It's like a term people use where it's like, for a certain footballer who has failed continuously and repeatedly over and over again for other clubs, but you manage to convince yourself, but it will work out for us. And you go for the same coping, almost like we did for Mourinho when he was going to go our manager. We were like, shut up, United fans. You don't get it. Shut up, Chelsea fans. Yeah. It's different. It's this different. is us. This is us. And we're getting that with Werner, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because we all took the piss when he was at Chelsea, didn't we? We did. We yeah. did. But I don't but, think any of us are expecting him to go and score 15, 10, 15 no. goals a season. But his stats aren't that bad when you look at the when you look at his Chelsea stats, they're not as bad as what you think they are. So no. he's he had four four in eighty nine appearances he had forty four goal um involvements. Which yeah. isn't too bad. A goal involvement every other game is not so bad. We just remember that misses that he made and I'm guessing Chelsea fans do but I, don't, I was messaging my, a Chelsea mate of mine yesterday when it when when it was sort of coming out and he was saying listen in, in your system it'll be a really good signing for you he said mm-hmm. he, he said at Chelsea he, he wasn't as bad as what everybody thought he was um, he just had a couple of glaring misses and that sort of tainted him but to be fair he's a He's a Champions League winner, and there ain't many of them about. And he started that game for Chelsea. He must have something about him. Mm. The, the, the difference as well is that when he came into Chelsea, he was one of the hottest prospects in Europe, wasn't he? And yeah, um, yeah. Stu yeah. was saying before the um, before we were recording about the, the that February. I remember it was um, I was at the Champions League game when he he scored the penalty in the home leg. Um, in the last 16, I think it was in the the Champions League that year, and even though okay, it was a penalty, but he he was like purring uh, he, he, that season. He was he was really really um, yeah. You were very worried, but because I think at that point he'd already done a pre agreement with Chelsea, so he committed to them quite early, and um, you're thinking, geez, like they're they're got some proper player here. Mm-hmm. When, it's a bit like when Torres went to Chelsea and then completely flunked. It was like you know, yeah. when when is when's Werner going to score kind of thing, and and the more mm-hmm. it went on that he wasn't scoring the goals, the more pressure and with with the price tag and everything that went with that. So we, we've got a, a completely, a, a far less risk kind of um, situation because he's, yeah, um, coming in with a, with nothing like the same pressure from, from a financial outlay point of view from, from us. <laughs> Clearly, the man, he really wants to have another crack at the Premier League. He, he obviously seems to be very keen on playing with Postacoglu. Like Stu was saying before, we, we you know anybody that Ange wants, we're just going to trust in whatever he <laughs> he sees. And um, I, I 
be quite excited about him because he's obviously like got a huge amount of ability and you have to sort of look at some of the boys that we've got not too many um, players go from Chelsea to Spurs even if they go via somewhere else but um, the likes of Good Johnson came in a, in a transfer window a, a January transfer window I think a few a long time ago did, did a good job with us and then there was um, Scotty yeah. Parker um, came in and did a good job so if uh, if Werner can come in and do anything as as well as even close to as well mm. as they did, I mean, I'd be I'd be quite hopeful that he's going to make a big difference. Um, I mean, to be fair, he's not, sorry, he's not the only um, he's not the only striker that's gone to Chelsea and flopped, is he? Yeah, no. exactly. I, I mean, they got they got a real track record of destroying centre forwards: Shevchenko, yeah. Pizarro, Desanto, Sturridge, Torres, Lukaku, Bamford, Denver Bar. You're, you're forgetting uh, Mo Salah as well. Eto, yep. you know, uh, you know, there's, 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 there's plenty yep. of uh, plenty of centre forwards that have gone there. You know, Morata, Morata was like oh, yeah. one of Europe's finest, and he went yeah. there and just absolutely bombed. You know, mm. so, so I, I think the, the the point being is if the data guys are seeing something there and and uh, Poch is validating the, uh, the the loan, then listen, low yeah. risk, high reward, isn't it? Well, uh, yeah, I, I agree. And there's, there's like some stats here, like Salah played 12 league games for Chelsea and scored zero league goals. Um, and then he went to obviously Liverpool and absolutely tore the world alive. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be. But uh, I think it's a bit of a stupid comparison. Like, like I'm, yeah. not saying that, I'm not saying Vernon's going to become Mo Salah at 27 years old, but he's a low-risk loan. Yeah, exactly. It, I was going to say the same thing. It, it's a loan. He's coming as, as backup because... Otherwise, we're playing Scarlet if anything happens to Richie. So, to me, it's just a low-risk yeah, yeah. no-brainer. I mean, and if he works out, yeah. we're laughing. Back before the Chelsea transfer, Liverpool were in from as well. There was a yeah. there was a bit of a battle between Liverpool and, and Chelsea. Mm. And mm. I get I reckon if he'd, have gone to Chelsea, if he'd have gone to Liverpool, you'd have seen a different player. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of those weird players that is like Lukaku. Everywhere he goes... He gets a lot of stick for being rubbish, missing loads of chances. But when you look at his stats on paper, his goal contributions are a goal yeah. or an assist every other game. And Vernon's yeah. pretty much the same. Every, yeah. And every two years, every couple of years, get out! You're useless. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but you paid me 30 times and I contributed 15 goals. Yeah. <laughs> and I replaced you with someone worse on yeah. paper. But it's weird, think- isn't it? I think his pace and his pressing will work for us as well because he's got mm. pace to burn and he can operate in a press. He's got so much energy. And so, so if he's there and he's committed and we've got that speed up on that left wing that can stretch the game and he can get in and press, then I, 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 I think you've got you, – you've, what have you got to lose, really, given what we've got on that left-hand side at the moment? The, the thing I like as well is apparently – the deal was done really, really quickly because he's really keen to join us, yeah. which also, there you, you know, yeah, 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 also bodes well. Brilliant. Yeah. And also, you've got the Euros coming up, and he's see an opportunity to get into the German squad. Yeah, for yeah. That. So mm-hmm. it's a big motivation for him too. So yeah, lots of reasons to I, be hopeful. I just hope that in the just hope that in the medical fellas that there's a massive hamstring <laughs> test that they're doing the <laughs> <laughs> that they don't get a violin bow out and play it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> get a tune out of that. <laughs> yeah, the, on that though, the, on the, there was a, was it? It wasn't Ange's comments. It was someone who followed Ange longer than we did. Basically saying that, like at Celtic, they had the same hamstring problem, that and the Brisbane War, they had the same hamstring problem. Everywhere it goes, and there's like it's it's just described as needing 
the bodies of the players to adapt to the system. And typically mm-hmm. in the second six months of his tenure, the players that he started with stop getting those recurring injuries because their bodies adjust to it. It's kind of like we go out for a run. We've all been there. You're like, that's it. Shake. Gonna do my 10K. And you go and just run 10K on your first day. Next day, you're, you're just completely broken and you can't run again for three weeks. But you've got, you've got to ease into it, build a baseline for your body, let it adapt and really take the time with these things. And it's, it's the same with all these pro athletes. They've got to do that. So, But I think that's it, boys. We're going to sit the main pod for um, probably Tuesday, Wednesday. So, uh, yeah, if you want to uh, have your question read out for that pod, anyone, just um, you can follow us on Twitter, which is at Spurs and you can uh, put your questions there, we'll, we'll ask, or just subscribe on YouTube. And we also put a poll out for, poll, uh, a kind of questionnaire out for questions, which you can put them on there. We'll uh, we'll read them out. Um, I've also got some new merch and stuff under this video. You can see it if you're watching on YouTube. Um, the website's terrible. It looks like you're about to get scammed. But I promise you it's real. <laughs> it's just that... Uh, I promise I, it's not a scam. I promise. It's just that I'm not going to spend... 20 quid, 30 quid a month on a subscription when we order this for free for some <laughs> legit-looking website. So it's the free it's, one. Deal with it. Just to be sure, it's not a scam. <laughs> it's not a scam. You just need to put your mother's maiden name. It's definitely not a scam. <laughs> the last three digits on the back of your card. Your, what was first your first name? car? And the three digits on the back yeah, of your card. Yeah. Yeah, and then just let me know that, and, yeah. and, um, and then we're all good. But it's not a scam. It's no. not a scam. No, trust me. Trust me. Trust me, mate. Trust me, mate. <laughs> no, but seriously, would I do that to you? <laughs> but seriously, it's not. It's just shit. Like when you click on it, I've realised. <laughs> I realised people were like, we had like over a hundred people click on. Um, the, the mugs I made for Ange, like with Ange sticking his tongue out. But when you click on the link, it takes you to a completely random different yeah. website of a sticker of some. Yeah. That's not what they're after. And then people just leave. So you've got to, go, you've got to actually go back, to, scroll back down and go back to your mug. I think you have to click it three times until you actually get to it. Uh, so what you're saying, Jim, is we're making it really difficult for people to give us money. Yeah, yeah. They're the websites I love. Yeah. That's those ones I love. Yeah. So persevere. <laughs> I'm sitting here waving cash. Take my money. No, it's all right, mate. You can have you can have a sun shirt just like me. Exactly. Now, if it was a scam, would have had your money already. Exactly. But this isn't this isn't it's sun, by the way. This is because copyright. Okay. We got a picture <laughs> of sun. We we sketched over it with our hands. We uploaded it to a computer. We put the, the colours in. Yeah. And we removed any Tottenham logos, and it's just a guy who looks exactly yeah. like Sun, who's also the same. Sun. We're, we're yeah, like, same we're like we also like to celebrate like Sun. Evo soccer, aren't we? But it's not Sun. If, so yeah. if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the show. If you're not, if you're on the audio version, um, yeah. I probably can't be bothered to put the link. Oh, well, I will put the link in. I'll put the link into the uh, episode details, and you can <laughs> you can give your phone a virus. Going through the whole process of trying to trying to get find this this t shirt. Oh, no, it's safe. Yeah. It's yeah. safe, and it's yeah. not a scam. No, it's not a scam. But if no. I've got NordVPN, then it's worth putting that on, like all our competitors <laughs> are advising you to do. <laughs> it's another well, one of the perks. <laughs> well, to be honest, if you lot would bloody subscribe instead of just watching yeah, the videos, if you videos, would like and subscribe, yeah. ding ding, we wouldn't need to sell t shirts because YouTube would pay us more money. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's your fault. Yes, <laughs> you lot. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Nyt <Nyla. laughs> Let's hope like, you're fully functioning <laughs> adults. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're, you're still awake. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Great for insomnia. Oh, oh fair right. enough. Up the Spurs. Up the Spurs. Up the Spurs. Come on. Spurs have their new coach, and it is Ange Postacoglu. All right across, deflected in, and it's 